The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning does indeed come from St. Matthew, chapter 10, verses 34 through 42, and can be found on page 1512 in the Pew Bible. Matthew records, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or their mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. This is the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You may have noticed that the readings this morning were particularly difficult. I hope that you will pay as close attention to me and what I say in the next, I'll try to keep it under 20 minutes, very closely. Because so often scripture is taken out of context and misunderstood and then even worse than that, repeated or acted on in a way that it's not intended. And so I'm hoping that we can unpack this and we can make sense of it together. You notice that in this morning's gospel, we heard Jesus say this, and I said it with emphasis, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come in peace. I've come with a sword. That's Matthew 10, 34. 
And if you notice, these words sound violently uncharacteristic for Jesus. After all, isn't this the Jesus who said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. That's John 14, verse 27. So what's the deal? Why would he say this? Well, to truly understand what Jesus is teaching, we need to understand it in its context. It is often very misleading to read a single verse of the Bible in isolation. And these were examples today. In some cases, a verse in isolation can seem to mean almost the opposite, the opposite of what it truly means when taken in context. And today's gospel is a short section that was taken from Jesus' instruction to his disciples as he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God to the lost sheep of Israel. He has, prior to the part we read this morning, Jesus has given his disciples the authority to drive out demons, to heal the sick, and to even raise the dead. He has told them how God will care for them as they travel so that they do not need to take extra provisions with them on this trip. He has told them how to bring the peace of God on the places that they visit. Now, you would think if you go around healing uh, the sick, if you go around driving out demons and raising people from the dead, you would expect people to be lined up for miles waiting to see the disciples as they brought the good news of the kingdom to the people. Wouldn't you? The words of Jesus that we heard today are a reality check. You may think that people will be grateful for all those things, but don't count on it. That's what he's telling them. Jesus is basically telling his followers that they should expect conflict when they faithfully proclaim the gospel. It is not that Jesus wants the sword instead of peace. Instead, Jesus wants the gospel proclaimed to the world. But the world does not want to hear the gospel. When Jesus states that his gospel will bring the sword, he is telling the simple truth that the world will use the sword against those who proclaim the gospel. He is simply telling those who faithfully proclaim the gospel that they should expect violence against them. Jesus told the disciples 
that the violence will even come from family. And that violence will even come from friends. Jesus said this, I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against his mo her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Again, it's not that Jesus wants it to be this way, but he knows that sin, death, and the devil will do everything everything in their power to strike at those who proclaim the gospel. And that those, that, that, that Satan will use even those, the ones that we love, he'll use them the most to attack us. And what this means is that we may at times at sometimes we may have to go against family in order to remain faithful. That's the point that Jesus made when he said this in Matthew 10, 37 through 39. He says, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Okay, so you see, we who confess our faith to the world have the most wonderful soul-saving message of peace to share to everyone. And God himself, well, he has come down from his throne to live among us as one of us. That he has taken all our sin into his innocence. And he has taken on himself the punishment that we deserved for that sin. He has absorbed the total judgment of God against all our sins to the point of dying on the cross. That's the gospel. He has proclaimed that his sacrifice on the cross was sufficient by resurrecting, by rising from the dead. And now he reigns in heaven and he prepares a place for us to live with him in paradise forever. That's the gospel. But wait, there's more. To top it all off, all of that that he did is free. It was very expensive for Jesus, but it is free for us. And even the faith that receives it all is a free gift from the Holy Spirit. It's all free. Now you would think, you might think that with a message like that, that every man and woman and child would want a piece of that action. Give it to me. But Jesus' words in today's gospel tell us to think otherwise. He told his disciples and he tells us 
that as wonderful as the gospel message is, many will reject it. Even though our message is the most wonderful message of all, it will make some people angry instead of thankful. Even people that we love will become angry with us because we are faithful to God. And here's where it gets really tough. Are you listening? Here's where it gets tough. It is as if Jesus said, who is more important to you? Your parents or me? Who is more important to you? Your children or me? For several centuries, we in the United States, we've been spoiled. And that our family and our friends and our neighbors, either they were Christian or at least they respected Christians. And as the writer to the Hebrew said, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your own blood. There was a pastor who once told me a personal account that he had met a couple who were forced to watch as a mob tortured their children to death because they refused to confess that Allah is God and Muhammad is the prophet. And he asked, he was asked, are you ready to follow their example? When I begin to understand what we just heard Jesus say in the gospel, I must admit that I'm not worthy of Jesus. I have to admit to you that I can't live up to the standard that Jesus sets in today's gospel, that I am guilty. I must admit that no one can live up to his standard, this standard. Well, actually, it's not quite right. The fact is that in all of history, in all of history, there has been one man who lived up to the standard, and that man is Jesus Christ himself. There was a time when even Jesus' family did not believe in him. We hear in Matthew 12, 46 through 50, we hear it recorded, while Jesus was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside, asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And then stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother. Here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister 
and mother. Jesus left his family behind for the sake of the kingdom of God. And as far as taking up the cross, well, his cross was not just a figure of speech, was it? We read, so they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. He literally carried his cross as well as our sin. He suffered shame. He suffered torture and ultimately surrendered his life for us. And he kept the standard that we could not keep. He secured the salvation that we could not reach. Jesus himself, he suffered the sword that he speaks of in today's gospel. Further, Judas was one of his chosen disciples. He was a close friend. And despite that, Judas betrayed Jesus. Peter was also a chosen friend, and he denied Jesus. The most prestigious members of society backed Pilate into a corner in order to put Jesus to death. The people who should have known and should have loved him the most were those who hated him the worst. And even so, Jesus earned salvation even for them. And Jesus now offers that salvation to the entire world. And we receive the benefits of that salvation through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. And along with that faith comes the comfort that, that carries us when the world responds to the peace of Christ with a sword, especially when those carrying the sword are the people that we love. God desires peace. That is the reason that he sent his son into the world to suffer and to die and Jesus purchased God's peace with his cruel, bloody death. And we receive that peace that Jesus purchased through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. It's all free for us. It was a terrible price for him. The world hates God's peace. That is the reason that his message often brings the sword instead of peace. And the same Holy Spirit who gives us the faith that receives God's peace will also give us endurance to carry the cross of the world's opposition and of the world's rejection. And sometimes, sometimes it is very depressing, very painful. The gospel of Jesus Christ often brings the temporary sword of the world. But ultimately, it gives us the eternal peace 
of God. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen.